Welcome to True Freedom, a new podcast for you. If you're searching, longing, if you know there's something more you need in life. I'm your host, Richard Stokes, and our guide for this podcast is Bodie Aldridge, transformational leadership coach, author, teacher, and great friend of mine. Each week, we jointly explore a topic or a theme that's likely to matter to you and your life right now. So far in series one of True Freedom, we've talked about the concept of true freedom and ways to attain it. We've looked at beliefs, parenting, relationships, money, leadership. Yes, all the important stuff. And we are blown away by the response so far. So it seems we're in the right areas for all of you. Reviews for a podcast are really critical and you're being super generous with these so far. You're saying it's a breath of fresh air. It's authentic and raw. So simple yet powerful. A gift. And I'm sure they mean Bodhi uh, when they say that. So just a few headlines so far. And uh, as I say, we're really thankful for those reviews. Um, And many of you have written directly to us to let us know the immediate impact this podcast is having in your daily life. So thank you for that. So please keep getting involved with reviews, with questions, with your feedback, and do share the podcast with a friend who you think could use this wisdom too. So to this week, and we're talking about the subject of communication another foundational subject area, and we want to create more value for you around this area with some real clarity. Okay, so communication in some form has actually come up in all our conversations so far, and you've asked us to double down on it. So we think this is an area of interest uh, for many of you. And the great news is we can actually find true freedom by communicating better, by communicating more, and being more honest and truthful with ourselves and those in our lives, whether that's work, home, play, everywhere. Communication obviously covers it all. So plenty to explore today. And I'm going to say hello to Bodhi, who's just fresh actually from a retreat in Central Australia. So Bodhi, how are you and how are you feeling after uh, some, some days off grid? Yes, thanks Rich. Very excited and yeah, and amazing. We had a five-day retreat. Uh, took some men, male business leaders and business owners and really connected with the land and went off grid and it was, yeah, beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I'm integrating, coming back in and yeah, it's uh, it was an amazing journey. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, yeah, very, very envious of that. And we've got a few uh, other retreats coming up in, in Europe, actually, so which I'm getting involved in. So very excited to be part of those. Um, and, you know, communication, what a, a massive subject, foundational, as I said, but we're going to put our true freedom lens to it today. You know, when we're talking about communication, what does that mean to you? How can we give it some levels of definition that are going to be helpful and useful for today? Yeah, it's fascinating language and words, yeah, given we're talking about communication, because for most people, when you hear the word communication, and if you looked up the meaning, uh, normally it would be something about the transfer, transmission of information, the sharing of information. And whilst that's obviously a key part of it, the word communication comes from the word commune. And commune means to make whole. And when people hear the word communication and relationship, which are hand in glove, often they think it's with another person. Yet the key to communication is the communication and relationship you have with yourself. Wow. And this is where the true freedom 
Yeah, because this making whole, this communion with self is an integral part to experiencing true freedom, to experiencing leadership, relationship, parenting, marriage from the inside out. And that's the foundation for this work and these conversations, Rich. Yeah, I love that. And, and again, already, I think we've shifted into a, a, a space that maybe not often talked about when it comes to communication. We've all in the world of work probably been on programs, courses, um, in terms of how to communicate better. And that's all good, I think, if we can get ourselves into that headspace. But as you say, often that is, well, that's going to involve me, you know, listening to somebody else, speaking in a certain way to somebody else, looking at someone's nonverbal communication, and that's with someone else. But rarely, if ever, do we start with this, it's it's with myself first, which is, off, as you said, this is uh, when we're thinking about our, our true freedom take on things, that's where we, we tend to start. So um, uh, I'm glad we've, I've, we've landed that um, with people. Can, let's, let's go a little bit a little bit deeper on that. So what, what sort of communication are we often having with ourselves and or maybe could we have with ourselves? Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. So once you start to reflect on that, and it's interesting running um, leadership programs with organisations and working one-on-one -on -one with male leaders around the globe because uh, often when I start with this, there's a level of, oh, okay, I've got to do a bit of self-reflection here. I've got to do a bit of connecting with my, I thought it was just about getting the team on board. Can't you just help me with that? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, as you say, you know, and, you know, the models out there around body language and tonality and everything are relevant, yet at a deeper level, the way we communicate and relate with ourselves, which is the essential piece. So communication the fundamental piece around communicating with ourself is the self-talk. Mm. And as we've discussed, 80,000 thoughts a day, most of them are negative. So if you're running that self-talk, that inner critic, they're not good enough, as we've touched on in previous episodes, yeah, then that's going to impact any external relationship. The common denominator in all of your relationships is you. So communication through self-talk is crucial. And the other crucial piece around the relationship with myself is to get present with the emotions. And again, emotions are just energy in motion. They're not good or bad. They're giving you information. They're communicating with you. The fastest way to know what meaning you're giving your experience is how you feel emotionally. We know this through the neuroscience. We know this through the heart math studies yeah, that our emotional body is taking in information together with our thinking mind. And so that's the foundation. And we'll dive a bit deeper about the other ways we communicate and relate with ourselves. But normally those two areas are a great place to start. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting this real sense of the importance of tuning in with ourselves. You know, what's going on for me? What, is it, what are my feeling? What are my emotions telling me? And I think in our, you know, in our in our, our busy lives as householders, as employers, employees, we often seem to put that to one side. That's that that emotion right now, can't really deal with it. 
can't really have that going on. Don't really need that in the team. Uh, yeah. But that is intrinsic to us tuning in and getting this information. Uh, so if, if I'm in the right sort of territory with this tuning in, how how can we? And we have we've we've talked a little bit around this, obviously, in the past. How can we better tune in with these emotions, this energy that's in motion that you that you talk about? So one of the foundational practices that I teach and the bedrock of the work that I do is presence. And presence is essentially the ability to get connected, connected with yourself, yeah, and connected with how you're receiving and perceiving the world. And often what happens is that because our thinking mind is in overload and in our culture heavily valued, we're often only perceiving yeah, through our thinking mind. And so the thing about tuning in is when you get present and embodied presence, which is the ability to go deeper into yourself, you start to realize that you can perceive the world through your emotions, through your intuition, through your energetic field. And this is how you start to understand and become more aware of what's going on for me. Yeah, what's this information giving me? How am mm. I communicating with myself? How am I relating with myself? Mm. And, and I think, although the concept might be kind of new to people, I think people will get the idea that the more present I am, the better my communication tends to be, right? Because I'm not distracted, because the the negative self-talk is turned down, because my my interest in if with other when we come to communicating with other is heightened because I'm really leaning in and tuning in to what they have to say, what their body language is saying as well. When we, when we get into sort of nonverbal stuff. So I'm sure people will get that, that the, the, the idea, even if the concept of it is, is maybe slightly new language. Yeah. It's fascinating. You know, you talk about distraction. So the three responses, yep. Yeah when we start to resist life, you know, and as you know, we talk about flow or resistance. So normally when we're resisting life, the responses are we either express, we either suppress or we distract. And a big part of this work, particularly working with leaders, with men, with children, families, is the journey from distraction to presence. That's a foundational part of where I start with most of my clients because Mm. There is so much distraction, you know, whether it's through work, through emails, and obviously through social media. You know, one of the big comments I get working with couples is often from the, from the wives is, um, can you just get him off the phone? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I mean, that's it. That's it. A certain nerve with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. About my own behavior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And it's a great strategy to distract yourself from being present. Yeah. And interestingly, like being present, we get to feel. We get to feel our emotions. Again, it's energy and motion. Yet when you really understand emotions are just giving you information, that they're part of the human experience, that we don't have to judge them, we don't have to resist them, then absolutely you are more connected with self and with other. And when we look at relationships, so if we're in a relationship, a heterosexual relationship, 
one of the deepest desires for the feminine energy is presence. Yeah, mm -hmm. And your presence is communicating. Remember, the feminine energy is driven by connection and love, connection and love, connection and love. Yeah, I want to feel the connection. I can't feel connected if you're not present. If you're distracted, if you're on the phone, if you're thinking about work, whatever that might be. And so, yeah, if you want to effectively communicate more with other, you've got to start with being present and notice what's going on with you. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it ironic that a, a, a medium of communication, our phones, <laughs> completely distracts us from great communication and inhibits yeah. us to communicate when we think about it? And again, we all, yeah. we all, we all know this, but we are, uh, and I can personally say we're addicted to these our phones uh, to this to this level of communication so that was express suppress distract these are the yep. these three these three sort yep. of levels so we're, there's there's plenty going on in 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 distract so where, where what are we trying to do here is ele elevate ourselves to that point of expression well the thing with expression in that context is normally it's the expression when again working with men when they just let their anger out so it's not a hygienic or responsible expression, which is a slightly different context. Okay. Yeah. Men get triggered. One of the responses is to is to vomit their stuff all over the uh, place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they haven't been taught how to feel it. They haven't been taught how to be hygienic with it. And, and the other common one, certainly for a lot of the men I work with, is suppression. Mm. Yeah. Little boys don't cry. Yeah. We were taught to suppress and repress. Yeah our emotions and it's fascinating when we look at depression which again is another epidemic if you like in the western world so depression is years and years of repression and suppression of emotions that turns into a biological imbalance a chemical imbalance which we label depression but in eastern cultures what they know is that uh, so in in uh, in hindu culture Yep. In Ayurveda, if somebody's experiencing what we label depression, they work with the heart chakra. Yep. In Chinese medicine, they work with the liver because they know that you store emotions on your liver. Mm. And anybody who's suffered depression or has someone close to them with depression, what we know is the way through is feelings release. Yep. And the Western world, obviously, medication is important. It has its place. Yet to really get to the deep part, it's because these emotions have been suppressed and repressed. Usually very sensitive people yeah, who didn't have the tools, they'd walk into a room and pick up everybody's stuff. yeah. And so that's essentially one of the responses. And working with men, what I know is fundamentally, in my experience, coaching you know thousands of men around the globe, it's not that men don't want to be vulnerable and feel their feelings. It's that they just need to feel safe. And the fastest way to create safety in a relationship is through presence. And so in when we come to relationship and communication in relationship, your presence yeah, creates safety. Okay. So back to that, that keyword, that foundational state of presence when it comes yep. to actually, as we say, uh, not letting certain things get in the way of our uh, emotions and communication this sort of express suppress distract yep. elements which it, which I, for me I, I know i scribbled those down and that feels like a good watch out because we're mm -hmm. i'm sure 
we're doing we're doing all three at various points and a lot of this work is being aware of ah no i've really as i over expressing myself there in a probably unhealthy yeah. way or or i'm just why am i keeping this thought down when i should be releasing it or i just choosing to distract myself because i just don't want to go there yeah exactly and for the listeners who are wondering what else could i do that the, yeah. the resourceful thing to do with emotions yeah, is to acknowledge experience and choose and again, I'll unpack that. Yeah. So yeah. remember, as we've discussed in previous episodes, the external world inherently is meaningless until you give it a meaning. Yeah. And we're giving it a meaning through our filters, which again, we can touch on today if we have time. So whatever happens externally, yep, yeah, you give a meaning through your filters. And what happens is if you really slow this down and thin slice it, and when I work with clients, what you realize is that at some level, something happens externally and unconsciously, I choose how I feel. Wow. I'm, I'm the meaning-making machine. Yeah, I'm not doing it consciously. Stimulus response. Yeah, and an example is you're driving to work one day, you're really late, it's an important meeting. Yeah, if you really want to make a good impression and someone cuts you off in the traffic, yeah, how do you feel, Rich, when that happens? Yeah, angry, annoyed. Yep, yep. Triggered. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. Two days later, you've got up, had a nice coffee with D, played with the kids, you're cruising to work, someone cuts you off of the traffic. How does that feel? Go on your way gently, you know. <laughs> Just <laughs> look after yourself and the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Very different. Exactly. So who chooses your emotions yeah it's me in both of those instances it's it's exactly yeah yeah the external experience yeah you get to give a meaning mm. and the reason i emphasize that if we come back to acknowledge experience and choose fundamentally you do have the ability to choose how you feel emotionally and so acknowledgement the word acknowledgement means to recognize what is so it's not judging it as good or bad. You know, it could be a, a cloudy day. There's grey clouds out there. I can acknowledge yep, the clouds are grey. Judgment is yep, the clouds are grey. It's going to rain. It's going to be a crappy day. And so just acknowledging what you're feeling to yourself. Mm. Yeah, remember, it's just energy and motion. And there's only four emotions you're ever going to feel. Yeah, mad, sad, glad, and scared. Yeah, these are the only buckets you're going to experience emotionally. Mm. So when you acknowledge it, then it's about experiencing. Experiencing it is to move towards it. Remember, what we resist persists. Yeah, if you resist, yeah, your emotion, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna persist. It's gonna get suppressed. It's gonna keep bubbling. It's like a little dog yapping away at your heels, and you're trying to ignore it. Yep, and it just gets louder until you turn around, look at the dog and go, hang on a thing, what's going on here? Mm. And the studies show it takes 90 seconds to feel a feeling. Yeah. And there are many great techniques out there now on how to feel your emotions. Box breathing, um, five, seven, eight breathing, I think it is. You know, there are lots of techniques. Essentially what you're doing is you're experiencing. Remember, acknowledge and experience. I'm feeling angry, breathe. In this moment, 
And the third is you get to choose. So if you're in the middle of a meeting, an important meeting, and you get triggered, it might be useful to choose to be calm. Stay present in the meeting, have a calm conversation. Yeah, and then go for a run after work. Have a swim, have a scream, move whatever got triggered. Mm. And so this is the opposite of that place of, you know, suppression and distraction and unhealthy expression. Yeah, fabulous. And, you know, from this, from where we started from the get-go here in terms of communication, but really looking at self first, which is, yep. as, as I thought, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a not a usual point, but a very valuable point to start at. And now we've got through to understanding our emotions tuning in with ourselves being present and then all the way through to choice so what i i'd like to switch gears here a little bit and get more into okay we, we started with the communication with ourselves we've you know understood where we are how can we start to now better communicate with other off the back of that yeah yeah absolutely and the key is to know going back to the example of the car cutting you off in the traffic. We are meaning-making machines. That's all we're doing. In every moment, we're giving meaning to the external world. And the way we give meaning to the external world is through four key filters. And we've touched briefly on this in a previous episode. Mm. And so the four key filters, which go from most conscious to least conscious, so remember, 90 to 95% of your day is your subconscious mind. So self-awareness, relational awareness, leadership awareness is becoming more aware of your subconscious. So these filters, the one you're most conscious of is your experience. What informs your experience are your beliefs. What informs your beliefs are your values. Yeah, And again, just for our listeners, remember that beliefs are something we hold true. Values are something we hold important. Right. And values are just contextual beliefs. If my value is health, my belief is it's useful to exercise, yeah. for example. And the deepest filter, the fundamental operating context set up between the age of naught to seven is I'm not good enough. I'm not valuable and lovable. So when it comes to relational communication, what's happening is no two people filter the world the same way. Mm, no right. two people listen to the world the same way. No two people interpret the world the same way. And so if you want to become a more effective communicator, what you've got to realise is when you speak, yep, what you mean goes through these filters through the other human being, whether it's your partner, your children, someone at work. And the filters are there to help, help make sense of the world. We get so much information, billions and billions of pieces of information yep, each day. And what they're doing is they're deleting information. Yep, they're distorting information. They're generalizing information. And they're nominalizing information, which, again, we can go through if we have time. Right. So that, that, that's the, the purpose of these filters is to do those four things. I think you said... Um, Delete, distort, generalize, normalize. So we can take this barrage of information that's coming our way and make sense of it. Correct. Right. Correct. That's what's happening in each moment. Yeah. And so 
if you want to be a more effective communicator in a relationship, the, the two fundamental tools, which again, a lot of our listeners would know, and none of this is rocket science, but I invite people to be really rigorous. And anybody with teenage children, please listen carefully right now, is if you communicate X, whatever X is, you've got to really check in with what they hear. There is no such thing as being misunderstood. If I communicate X and you hear XX, I haven't effectively communicated. It's my responsibility. The meaning of your communication is the response you get. Wow. Okay. So again, in there, just to un unpack this a little bit, because I think often we're in a position of I've said what I needed to say very carefully, clearly, gently, with the right intention. If you haven't understood it, that's on you. That's it's it's on. Right. Oh, you mean that's the old. That's, that, that's the yeah, exactly yeah, the old exactly. way of thinking. Yeah. Gonna, you know, again, I'll put my hand up. I. I've been there <laughs> doing a yep, lot of that. Yep. Um, but it's 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 I've I've taken responsibility for my stuff. Now you take responsibility for taking that on board and as you say, putting it through your filters and you understand it, but I've done my job. Yeah. But what we're saying is an important check-in here that needs to happen. Well, there's no freedom in the former. Mm. Because you're you're at effect of the external world. Yeah. The the true freedom is I take responsibility for my communication. Yep. So it's my responsibility to check in and go, what did you hear? What meaning did you give that? Mm. What's your understanding of that? Like, and take your time until you get some alignment. Yeah. It's, it's again, from presence. If I'm present, yeah, again, in business, 80% of communication is mopping up miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. I can, <laughs> it's, it's, I can see that. Exactly. It's because people aren't present, they aren't clear, they aren't taking time, they're too busy to do lists, emails, yeah. all those things. Get present, get clear and check in. Yeah. And again, we do this at times, but my invitation, you know, particularly, you know, I've got four children, 10 grandchildren, yeah, and I know when they were teenagers, yeah, it was doing my best, yeah, to see what their filters are mm. because it's going through their filters. And so often I'd say X and they'd hear XX. Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm, I'm a lot better at this. I certainly haven't mastered it 100% of the time. I'm just more aware to take responsibility yeah. as best I can. So, I mean, you're, you, you, you've touched on it, but what would be some, some ways of checking? What's some nice language that people can just start to... Uh, adopt and use because I mean a lot of what the feedback we're getting from the, the series is there's you know these practical tips that we're dropping in uh people are really taking and and using so um how can people apply yeah. this so essentially if you if you think about it and if you get present if you're genuinely concerned about being an effective communicator yeah, and you're genuinely interested in improving your communication. The three keys to leadership and communication yeah, are connection, compassion, and curiosity. So it's not using these tools as a weapon. What did you hear me say? You're not listening. Are those ears painted on? 
you know, all of that old stuff. If I'm connected, compassionate and curious, then the language I'm going to use is, um, I just want to check in. What did you hear me say? I'm interested to know the meaning you gave that. Now, this isn't patronizing and obviously uh, listeners are going to develop their own style, but it's genuinely, I'm genuinely interested because I want to be a more effective communicator. Yeah. And so it, it literally is just those simple terms, but it's the intention and the context from within which you do that. And the flip of this, Rich, is when someone communicates to you, feedback, check in, what I heard you say, yep, the meaning I gave that, this is what I'm hearing, because I'm genuinely interested. You know, my wife and I, yep, often she'll communicate, and we'll talk again another time about the masculine and feminine styles of communication. And I genuinely want to really be clear what she's communicating. Mm. Yeah. And so as best I can, I feed it back. I feed it back. You know, um, Amala, Amala will ring me and say, you know, on the way home from work, can you get some milk and tomatoes? As a man, I have no idea what that means. Is it low-fat milk, high-fat milk, two litres of milk? Is it Roma tomatoes, cherry tomatoes? I honestly don't know. Yeah, because the masculine communicates literally, yeah, and very linear. And so yeah. if I catch myself, often I forget the milk, but if I catch myself, I'll do my best to feed back and go, I just want to check in. So, you know, two litres of low-fat milk, yeah, and six Roma tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Now, if Amala was talking to a girlfriend, it might be different. Um, but for me, yeah, and you know yourself, as guys, often we're very literal with our communication. Yeah. So again, I'm just yeah. doing my best to take responsibility for my filters. Not good or bad. I'm just like, I just want to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the sense of the the, the responsibility on both sides of this. The responsibility yeah. as you imparting and the responsibility as I'm uh, I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying, and this is what I'm taking. Is that what you wanted to say? Again, it's, you'll find your own way of expressing this. Yeah, uh, and it might feel a little awkward and you know a bit unnatural to start with. But I think this is all about you know as we as we talk about life is life is the lab. Just go and use it and see what works for you, and see if you start to get better outcomes from communication. Um, and I think a lot of this, you know, I speak personally in this, it's when, when we're pressured, uh, time pressured, feeling maybe a bit triggered by what's going on around us, our tendency is to do less of this. We sort of come in when we can expand out and go, you know, from a point of, as you say, from, you know, I want to, I want to connect, I want to be compassionate and I want to be curious. Great. Three great reminders. I think is like, okay, let me just check in. Let me just check in because that call it 10 seconds of extra can save minutes, oh. hours of, of pain later that you're trying to mop up that I think we, anyone in any kind of relationship can relate to. Yes, and any of our female listeners in relationship yeah, with the masculine, you know, when we go back to delete, distort, generalise and nominalise, you know, I don't know how many clients tell me yeah, that the masculine so the example I use is you have husband and wife. Wife rings up husband and says, are you free Monday night? He's like, sure. She's like, great, we're going to my mum's for dinner. He's like, no problems. Yep. 
Monday comes around, 6 p.m., he's not home from work. She's getting a bit anxious and rings him and says, what time are you going to be home? He goes, why do you want to know? She's like, we're going to my mum's for dinner. He goes, oh, I thought you said you were going to your mum's for dinner. Just deleted the key part of the communication. He didn't want to go to the mother-in-law's. It's like it's going on all the time, guys, whether you like it or not. Yep, and it's about, you know, these little violations of effective communication that then cause tension, then cause emotions. And the block in every relationship will come down to an emotion that isn't being shared. And the block in every business will come down to an emotion that isn't being shared. Mm. So being able to acknowledge and communicate your emotions, not from you made me feel something, that's the old paradigm. Yep, I'm just feeling something. I get to choose my feelings. If you can create a safe environment by being present and vulnerable, whether it's in your relationship or at work, and an open, honest feedback loop, you will unblock so much of what's going on. Most of our listeners would have been to a meeting where you walk into the room, the boardroom, and it's like you can cut the air with a knife. There's this tension. Yeah. All that is is somebody or several people are sitting on a truth they haven't shared about how they feel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's dive into this because this little nonverbal communication, I suppose, we're, we're sort of stepping into yep. now, and something something along that that realm. But getting into the truth of of why it is so, I think, is really interesting because I think we've all been in that position. We've walked into yep. a room, and before I said anyone said anything, you feel, oh, wow, something's going on here. And isn't it amazing yep. as human beings we can pick up on that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And the studies are fascinating. Now, the HeartMath Institute, which a lot of our listeners would know, um, you know, have been studying. So when we walk into a room, our heart, the senses, the senses of our heart are picking up hundreds and hundreds more, more information than our thinking mind. Mm. And now the studies around our gut and our intuition are that that's processing as well. And because we're energetic beings, Yep, again, presence is being connected with self and your energetic field, then absolutely we're picking up energetically, emotionally information. And then all the, you know, the micro cues around body language and um, eye language, eye contact, all those sorts of things. This is happening far beyond our thinking process. Yeah. But the feelings piece is the one. Yeah, it's that emotional piece, which again, the heart is such a great guide. Yeah, because we know, yeah, particularly when we're present, something energetically, yeah, isn't aligned here. There's something that hasn't been shared. It's like going to a dinner party with some friends and a couple arrive and there's that tension. It's like, you know, somebody was running late and the other person got annoyed or whatever. It's unsaid, but suddenly, oh, this feels different. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing, just to close the loop on the boardroom, is when you walk in and it's like you can cut the air with a knife, what's fascinating is as soon as somebody is willing to share how they feel, what happens to the room, Rich? Oh, it's like I just, I got this, the pressure just comes out. It's like a balloon. I'm not saying it's, it doesn't, but it's not a burst balloon. It's just gently 
lets yep. out and you can see i've been in the, i've been in these rooms many many times you can see people yep. take a breath shoulders yep. come down frown yep. slightly disappear and it's the whole again probably not said oh thank god they said that exactly exactly and it creates another level of safety that somebody's yeah. told told some truth and to close the whole loop around this communication and relationship with self is being aware of how you feel emotionally communication and relationship with other is about taking responsibility and sharing those emotions not you made me feel yeah that's all that happens when that decompression in the boardroom it's like i feel a bit anxious i feel like this meeting is going nowhere not blame not judgment just acknowledgement so that's the key language there it's it's the eyes i'm feeling not yep hey terry from accounts you're making me feel like this why do you do this all the time confrontation it's i'm feeling a bit anxious about this situation can we talk about it can we go back a step on the agenda yeah right? yeah yeah because we all know it's happening mm. you know it's like when you you walk into into work and ask someone how you're feeling and they oh yeah everything's great everything's fantastic and underneath there's this volcano you know they're, they're ready to take <laughs> someone's head off <laughs> it's like hang on a tick congruence is a big part of communication yeah mm -hmm. and congruence is yeah is my energetic field uh, aligned with what i'm saying yeah and often right. it isn't okay in there there's so much about honesty as well and yeah and expectation i think as well you know people ask that question how are you feeling some ask it from a genuine point of view and others we know it i'm not really asking i don't really want to know it's mm. it's the transactional piece but i think when you really get in when you really ask that question back to your point connection compassion curiosity when those are true so much more can come out and you move from the yeah fine all good all fine yeah yeah looking forward to the meeting and that you know the, the pace of the language that the energy someone's got in them is incongruent as you're as you're saying to no yeah. how are you really feeling about this just another mm. question yeah and as you were sharing, I realized that we we will do an episode on sincere honesty and truth. Mm. Because that again has been distorted through the old paradigm of communication. People don't really understand yeah, what truth really is through the eye language, as you say. And mm. I think it's an important part of relationship. It's definitely an important part of communication. And it really unlocks so much. And as you mentioned at the start, that sincere honesty and truth with yourself, yeah, communicating with self, being honest with yourself, yeah, and then how that applies in relationship is a, is another aspect for sure. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I, lo I love about our conversations. Also, we, we we set out on a topic and we emerge <laughs> with three or four more that we know we, we will come back to at a later date. This series, next series, uh, not sure, but we we cer we certainly will. And just so much comes up. Um, you know, mm. just for me in, in these conversations. So it's it's priceless, really. And so, yeah, just hopeful that, that just these noticings, this awareness around communication, as he said right at the beginning, it's starting with self. Just watch what difference that could make in your everyday, right? Whether it's at home, whether it's at work or wherever your workplace happens to be, whether it's um, out and about in your in your areas of hobby and other people are in your in your community um there's so much more that we can do when we when we really get 
super present and tune in to, to what's going on. So yeah, this has been another treasure trove uh of of wisdom um before we before we tap out for for this one Bode, is there anything else that you're sitting with that's come up here around the the subject the broad subject of communication or anything that we've 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 jumped into that you want to share with with listeners i think just a reminder the common denominator in all of your external relationships is you and you have the opportunity to really be clear on the way you communicate and relate with yourself and who is the self that I'm bringing to those external relationships because when you're grounded when you're present yet when you're honest with yourself yet when you realize you are whole coming back to communion loving self I am complete I am enough there is enough yeah then it's a very different person that you bring to external relationships, external mm -hmm. communication. But when you come from the not good enough, yeah, from the self-judgment, you're projecting judgment into the world, when you're you know, coming from frustration and anger that you haven't moved or acknowledged, yeah, you're going to have a very different external relationship. Yeah, And so I just want to really anchor that in as a foundational piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, around this topic and you know we'll talk more about relational communication and relational leadership yet yeah if i can encourage the listeners just to it's it's so empowering and it's it's the one thing you have a hundred percent control over yeah and so you know to me it's a it's a gift and a tool that you can use if you're willing yeah beautiful that was that was coming to me with this you know with back to our higher idea of, of true freedom it is attainable by you it's the choice you can make i choose to think about my communication to feel my communication in a different way to take some time to take some steps um to really yeah. feel into it so i, I think that's beautiful mm, yeah amazing Bodhi, thanks so much. I'm glad that re retreat <laughs> obviously did a, did, a, did a lot for you. <laughs> Bringing that energy into the episode today. So thanks a lot, Bodhi. Yeah, thanks, Rich. And um, yeah, look forward to the feedback from the listeners. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the True Freedom Podcast. And as a little thank you for supporting the podcast, we want to share one of Bodhi's mini courses with you for free. Five Steps to Freedom and Flow, which includes three meditations for embodying presence, this essence that's so important to all the work that Bodhi talks about. You can find it at bodhialdridge.com forward slash freedom and flow, and also in the show notes of this podcast. So go and check it out and enjoy that embodied presence.